0: This is Anchored in Christ, the sermon podcast that gives you hope in the gospel as an anchor for your soul. Brought to you from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Anchored in Christ, the podcast of sermons from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. My name is Deborah Owen. I'm the music director and an elder here at the church. And I am here with Rev. Dr. Sarah Singleton, our pastor and we are really excited to launch this podcast and be able to share the Word of God with you our listeners and viewers in this audience and um, I'm just gonna dive right in and Sarah tell us what is this podcast and and who is it for
1: the podcast is for anyone who wants to hear the Word of God which is exposited fancy word for just meaning what is it saying and how would it apply to me so that's what what it is and who it's for. Okay. That's great. And what can a listener expect
0: to discover as they listen to this podcast over time?
1: I would say three things. One is to uh, hear the word of God. Two is how in the world would this apply? And then three, how would I live in such a way that I could be in touch with God and a change agent in the world? change agent in the world yeah what what does that look like
0: in terms of you know as we listen to the word and then apply it can you just tell us a little
1: bit more about that well the Word of God is living and active it is sharper than a two-edged sword it helps us discern what's in our motive what's in our thoughts Mm. and it allows us to be empowered to actually live the life that God intended so we're meant to be like this with Mm -hmm. God and so what we're doing in a podcast is we're just experiencing what you have in a sermon opening the Word of God and seeing how you can apply it and doing it in a community of faith Mm -hmm. so that we're never alone Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. that's great that's great Um, well let's talk a little bit about Old South Presbyterian Church Um, why is this church so unique we do have quite an amazing history and I know you can just give us a little bit about that
1: Well, it is amazing. Um, In the United States, it is one of the oldest churches. It was established in 1740. And because of the preaching of George Whitefield, he was an Anglican who came over 13 times or or traveled the Atlantic 13 times, but he came over seven and he went in every colony. And he was one who gave the opportunity for people everywhere to hear the Word of God in such a way that it became a, a decision and many experienced a new birth. You remember the old phrase, born again. It's really just an experience that God's living presence is actually available to every person. So that's what happened in the colonies and they didn't have a church building big enough to house the thousands. So this was built in 1756, and it is the same sanctuary, but it is not only a sanctuary and a person, it's a living church. Mm -hmm. It has given birth to the Foreign Mission Society under Samuel Mills in the 1800s. It has helped inspire young women who started an orphanage just nearby um, early in the 1800s. It has been one that has sent people all over the world. So we're a living church now, Mm -hmm. and that's what's so exciting. It's amazing to me
0: that it was built to house thousands of people. I mean, how how were there thousands of people in the 1700s who wanted to come hear George Whitfield?
1: Well, we're talking about 20 Five thousand on Boston Common mm-hmm. uh, that heard him at one time. Benjamin wow. Franklin in Philadelphia was a little bit skeptical, but he himself paced out how far a radius people were able to hear clearly the preaching of George Whitfield. I didn't didn't mention. He's actually buried underneath the pulpit here yes. in this church. <laughs> and so we give tours of, of the church and you can go up into the steeple and see the Paul Revere bell that we right. ring every Sunday. Right, right. And and I'm just going to reiterate that we you
0: actually can go down to the crypt below the pulpit and see where he is buried. And there are people who travel from all over the world in order to come um, see where George Whitfield is buried. And um, it's a pretty amazing story. And when you realize how... Far the message spread at that time when there was, you know, people just were walking or using horses, and the, the word spread that way. And how much easier it is to spread now, which is one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, how does that particular history play um, play a role in the mission of this church?
1: Well, the mission of this church is really uh, threefold. First is to have a transforming life through the encounter of the word of God. So the preaching is really important. Our worship is important. The other is to have a trained intentional discipleship. So we would be giving through this podcast, teaching in order to actually hear and learn how to have faith and obey in such a way that we are trained intentional disciples. And the Mm -hmm. third is to testify to God's love in greater Newburyport and beyond. So that we're not just hearers, but we're doers of the word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so that's the mission of this church. Is that different from the mission of any other church? Well, any church really needs to have a clarified mission. Otherwise, you don't know what exactly you're aiming for. Right. Because we're not just collectively gathering for an inspiration. We are gathering because we've been called out of the world to become distinctive because of God with us in Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit and so I can just say that every church needs to have a mission mm-hmm. and we are thankful that we have clarified ours.
0: Mm-hmm. so I, I that's so interesting to me to, to be called out of the world
1: can you just talk a little bit more about that and what that is about well the word church mm-hmm. may comment connotate um, a building for many people. Let's go to church, which is a building. Mm -hmm. We have a building, but this is not the church. The church is um, the English word for the Greek word ekklesia, which means called out. Mm. So just as God called the people Israel and Jesus called his disciples, the church are those who have been called out of the world in order to respond to the God of Abraham, Jacob mm. and Isaac, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are now um, called to be distinctive. Mm-hmm. And so we have to hear and then be encouraged in the fellowship and to build one another up in the faith. Mm. It's hard to be distinctive sometimes
0: and to know how, what, what does that look like, you know, and I and, and maybe that's why we come to church and, and are encouraged by the sermons and by the music and by the fellowship together in order to feel like, okay, we have something that we can take out back to the world with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we do have a, a big, oh, actually I wanted to ask too, how does this podcast help further that mission?
1: Well, not everyone has access to our church. Not everyone has access to expository preaching. Um, The hope is that wherever a person is and whenever, that they will have the opportunity to hear a sermon, which is uh, someone who is a student of the word in order to be able to believe and to obey and to be filled with joy in the Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. I like that.
0: That's great. Um, So we do have a big anniversary coming up in 2020. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, it's the 250th commemorative anniversary of the death of George Whitfield. He arrived here on September the 30th in 1740. He died next door to the church on September the 30th 1770. So, mm-hmm. 250 years after his death, we will be look, looking again at what it was that caused the Great Awakening mm-hmm. here in the United States and at a reverberation across the world. The Great Awakening is the time when people woke up to the life of God and how it uh, affects them individually and how it has a cultural presence. And so, what we would like to do in a in a very fractious, challenged time, particularly in North America, particularly when you think about the word evangelical, mm-hmm. it can be um, noxious to many. So, what was it about George Whitfield and what he said that would allow us to get back to the um, holistic, um, honorable, gentle? allure mm-hmm. of the gospel mm-hmm. that actually has a leavening effect upon society. So I think it's an Ooh. opportunity to to reclaim the story. And then if we have a legacy, how um, can we understand our responsibility going forward? Yeah,
0: so it's like helping to build the next chapter based exactly. on what George Whitfield started and what the Great Awakening was all about. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, for people who may not know, because it's in our, title and in our name, what does it mean to be Presbyterian?
1: Oh, well, you know, I'm referring to Greek with ekklesia. I'll refer again to Greek Mm -hmm. um, with presbyteros. That is a biblical word, which means elder. So Presbyterian is a form of government where the pastor is not at the top of the church. I don't make decisions for the church. I'm actually a, a teaching elder. I teach the word of God to elected leaders who are spiritual leaders. This is directly what Paul did when he started churches. He had uh, uh, elders appointed and they were uh, ordained. People laid their hands on them and they prayed over them that they would be spiritual leaders for the congregation. Mm -hmm. So our form of government is we elect our spiritual leaders. I, as a teaching elder, Teach all, mm-hmm. and then the elders make the decisions for the church. So it's, it's a form of government.
0: It's just government. It's not necessarily um, doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with uh, with um, the the word as it's preached or or the the message that it's that is shared.
1: Not necessarily. Other than we're part of mm-hmm. the offspring of the Reformation. The Reformation was Martin Luther's attempt to reform the uh, Roman Catholic Church. And so the Reformation is looking at the authority of Scripture, the authority of Jesus Christ, the priesthood of all believers, salvation by grace alone, through faith alone. So we're part of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, great.
0: Um, But do you have to have Presbyterian beliefs in order to get anything out of
1: this podcast? Well, you would want to be hungry to hear what the Word of God says. So that's, what it, that's what's being communicated. Okay. But everyone needs to understand um, one's own faith tradition. So I am coming from the Presbyterians and have that lens, but it is mm-hmm. available to everyone. Available to
0: everyone, that's right. Well, as we're recording this discussion, Um, We're actually nearing the end in real time of what is ultimately the second sermon series that you'll be hearing on this podcast. The plan is to put out a lot of episodes right at one, all at once, pretty quickly over the next couple of months until we kind of catch up in real time to where we are. Um, But let's talk about these first two sermon series briefly. Um, The first series is based on a book by John Ortberg called Soul Keeping, Caring for the Most Important Part of You. And your sermon series based on this book is called Soul Searching. Why did you decide to preach on this book?
1: I believe that many of us are unaware or detached from our interior world. And yet it is the interior world from which we speak. It is what gives us anxiety or Mm. discontent. It's what we are uh, living from in our emotional world as well as our thought world. And yet, so often we're focusing on self. And a self is a construct. It's something that we make. Mm-hmm. So we are making deliberative choices for our self. And yet, sometimes the self is a train wreck. <laughs> so I'm looking yeah. at the soul and examining what it is. God has a soul. And how then do we... Um, begin to be honest about this interior world. Wow, you just said something that's kind
0: of earth-shattering. <laughs> God has a soul. What does, what does that mean? Where does that, uh, where does that come from? I think that's something that, that if anybody's listening carefully, they're going to say, wait a minute, where does that come from?
1: Well, in the um, Old Testament, 755 times mm-hmm. soul is referred to. Nefesh mm-hmm. is the Hebrew word. And God says uh, in Isaiah, "My soul grieves." Mm-hmm. Um, we see that uh, Jesus uh, was was his soul was grieved. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we are aware that the soul. Once we begin to um, uh, dissect, what are the aspects of the soul, which we'll get into mm-hmm, in our mm-hmm. second podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we will we will see that. God has a will, God has a mind, Mm -hmm. God has the ability to communicate. Mm. God has a soul. And so do we. And so
0: do we. Okay. That's great. Um, However, there were some unexpected challenges during the first sermon series and in fact our listeners will soon discover that while most pastors don't preach every single Sunday that would be exhausting Um, and we will have guest speakers, uh, guest preachers throughout this podcast. You don't actually deliver your own sermon until episode eight. Would you mind sharing briefly what happened during March of 2019 and um, when these sermons were
1: being written and preached, what was going on then? What happened is that I got uh, a very bad case of asthma. Asthma is what killed George Whitfield, just two doors down yeah. in 1770 and I got the flu and it set off an asthma that put me in the hospital. And so as that was happening, I had a sermon and we had an elder deliver that. Mm -hmm. Then I came home and was not recovering. My husband, who is a preacher Mm -hmm. and a professor now at Gordon-Conwell Seminary, he delivered that second one. And then I was sent back to the hospital for another week. So my husband continued and then we had guest preachers. So it was a long, long uh, uh, illness, mm-hmm. and a slow recovery without much of a voice, yeah. and so I was able to do some soul searching while I was um, sort of sequestered uh, in, in in a hospital room.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was quite an experience. And as, as you look back at that time, what kind of unexpected blessings maybe have kind of bubbled up from that?
1: One of the blessings is to see a living church so that as I was writing sermons, there were people not only to deliver, but all of the functions of the church mm-hmm. not only were taking place, but actually excelled. Mm-hmm. It was a great joy to mm-hmm. see um, everyone have a place and a ministry that they could contribute to in my absence. Mm, everybody just really pulled together and made things happen. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so knowing that life is full of challenges. Is there something that you'll be able to take with you to face the next challenge? Something that um, other listeners and viewers would be able to bear in mind for themselves as they face their challenges?
1: Mm. God is generous, Mm -hmm. God is faithful, and there is no circumstance in which God is surprised. Mm -hmm. So if we are living by faith and seeking his will, we can be assured he will provide everything that we need.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's, that's the first series and then we'll have more information as we get into those sermons some more. The second series, just as a little teaser here, is based on a book by Krish Kandaya called God is Stranger, Finding God in Unexpected Places. So we'll go into this some more when we get to that series, but just briefly, can you explain why you chose that book also?
1: I'd love to. Krish Kandaya does what I think we need uh, to acknowledge. And that is that the Bible is not always pretty mm-hmm. and the stories and the people and the the uh, the things that we have questions about, or we actually feel uh, uh, a pushback toward, they need to be named. Otherwise we are either sugarcoating or just getting the tops of the trees or sharing a narrative that doesn't really answer our life questions. Mm-hmm. So in the book that Krish Kandaya wrote, I find lots of inspiration to um, revisit the stories that we're familiar with and ask the harder questions. So each one of the sermons is mm-hmm. a question. Yeah, it's a question,
0: and it it's, it's, uh, definitely addresses issues that people sometimes think but are afraid to ask. Right. Yeah, yeah. So finally, let's just wrap, let's, let's talk a little bit about the purpose of a sermon. Because they are part of a worship service they aren't typically taken out of context like we're talking about here in this podcast so what is the actual purpose of attending worship
1: Hmm. well worship is a real bodily experience where we as our whole person are coming before the invisible god who's been manifest in jesus christ who established the church who made people who were disparate and different in every way Mm -hmm. come under one headship the lord so by coming together we're actually remembering jesus christ Mm -hmm. We're, we're becoming members of one another in worship and i am more able to worship and love the lord because of our relationship with you and the others in this congregation. Mm -hmm. That's what happens with worship. We're also lifted beyond our own narrative. We have our own story, but we're immersed into the whole story of the people of God from Genesis to Revelation. We're also encouraged to sing, to use our voices Mm -hmm. and to pray and to meditate. We're um, given, perhaps more than we brought in through opening the scripture and having it explained and challenged Mm -hmm. in order to live it out Mm -hmm. and then giving the blessing the blessing is god's favor upon us so that when we're away from the church and we're scattered into the world we're actually bearing the light of christ in the world Mm. yeah that's That
0: explains what worship is about and why it's not enough just to listen to sermons online. I mean, it's a a help obviously, and which is why we're offering this, but it's not enough in and of itself. No,
1: I would encourage everyone to find a home church. Right, right.
0: Um, So let me ask you as the pastor, how do you try to make the sermon just one critical element of the overall worship experience?
1: Well, the word, was in the beginning yeah. and created. The Word became flesh. And so in the sermon, the desire is to have the Word penetrate beyond our ears and into our heart so that it can, we can have an enfleshment in our own lives of the living Word of God. Okay, that's
0: great. Well, we're gonna wrap up by reminding our listeners and viewers that you can find out more about Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Mass and um, we would invite you to uh, visit our website, which is going to be at oldsouthnbpt.org, and that's uh, an abbreviation for Newburyport. So that's oldsouthnbpt.org. And thank you so much for being part of our audience, and if you have any questions, we would love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. If you'd like more information about our historic church, or you'd like to find out more about the gospel of Jesus, please visit our website at oldsouthnbpt.org. The peace of Christ be with you.